What's up, everybody? I'm Joe Longo, and this is the Inspired Creativity Podcast. Each week, I get together with some of the most inspiring and creative people I know to share their stories with you in the hopes that it inspires you to get out into the world and start doing what you've been put on this planet to do. I feel we've all been put here for a reason. It's an amazing opportunity that we have to be alive at this present moment in time. Everything is at the tip of your fingertips. There's no more middleman in the way. Right now is the best time to be alive. And I hope that these stories, these people that I'm sharing with you, inspire you to get off the couch and out into the world, living the life that you've been put on this planet to live. What's up, everybody? I hope you're all having a good week. We are, like I said last week, in the thick of the holidays. That's right. Winter will be here next week, I believe, and then Christmas, and then New Year's, and then, oh my God, it's 2019, right? Can you believe it? 2018 was a good year. It was. Lots of ups and downs. Lots of fun work. Lots of great people. I'm very thankful for everything that happened in 2018, but I'm also really looking forward to everything that is going to be happening in 2019, because there's a lot already planned for 2019. I'm so excited about it a lot in this podcast world. I've been kind of hinting and dropping some things and just trying to get everything really ready before I throw it out into the world the way I usually do things. But I promise there's going to be a whole bunch of fun, entertaining, inspiring, and uplifting podcasts coming your way in 2019 as well. So be on the lookout for that. Before we jump into the episode, I'd like to tell you some things that I have happening rolling into the new year. On New Year's Eve, I'm teaching Kundalini Vinyasa Fusion class at Yoga Brain with Justine Bacon. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to roll into the new year with this class. We're going to move our bodies. We're probably going to chant a little bit. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to set intentions. We're going to let go of all of the shit that's been holding us back from 2018 to allow ourselves to open up and really enjoy and experience all of the wonderful things that 2019 has in store for us. So that's New Year's Eve. Yoga Brain, East Falls. It's happening in the nighttime. It's going to be a class. There's going to be a little party. It's going to be a lot of fun. Go to the Yoga Brain website. Check out all the information. We would love for you to join us. And then on Friday, January 4th, from 7.30 to 9.30, I'm really excited about this. I'm going to be at Nectar Yoga in Phoenixville teaching one of my favorite workshops called Breaking the Chains. And it's a super strenuous Kundalini class that really gets the energy moving. More information on that workshop on my website and on the Nectar Yoga studio website as well and then the next day saturday january 5th i'm at chantille yoga sanctuary teaching another kundalini workshop called merging with the infinite and just like it sounds we're going to be merging with the infinite we're going to be raising our vibration we're going to be chanting we're going to be moving our bodies and then we're just going to find this nice sense of calm as we merge with the infinite it's going to be 
a great way to ring in the new year, a great first week of 2019. Uh, all the information about these workshops are on my website at joelongophotography.com. I'd love for you to come and join us. And really, even though I say the classes are strenuous, they are totally accessible and available for any level of your practice. And I like to tell people, remember, this is a yoga practice. It's not a yoga perfect. So don't expect to be able to do everything perfectly because that's not what it's about. It's about practicing. It's about connecting. It's about actually feeling life and your body, the good and the bad, which scares the shit out of people. So I highly suggest you come out and move your body with me. And now the last plug of the day. And most of you know, this year I teamed up with some of my friends and we made a 2019 yoga calendar. It's called Yogascapes and it's implied nudes. Very beautiful, very tasteful, very artistic. I'm so happy and proud of this project. Not only because of the images, but because of the way that everyone involved in this project pushed themselves into a state of uncomfortability. Is that a, is that a word? Can we say that? But it's not the most comfortable thing to take your clothes off in front of someone and then be photographed. Uh, and this is not a sexual type calendar. This is about art and celebrating the human form, the human body, and loving it in all of its shapes and sizes. So I'm really proud of this collection of work. I'm super happy with what came out of this project. And we still have a couple calendars for sale. So if you would like a 2019 Yogascapes calendar, please head over to my website, order yours today. If you want the calendar by Christmas, I highly suggest ordering your calendar before Friday because they're going to start shipping out. This week, I am chatting with Heather Sizemore, who is the owner and lead photographer of HLS Photography, a wedding and portrait studio here in Philadelphia. Heather's also, you ready for this? A yoga teacher. How about that for craziness, right? Heather teaches yoga. She also teaches therapeutic dance and movement classes for senior citizens that have limited mobility. Um, this is a great episode. It's a great conversation we have about Heather's journey, her path, what got her to pick up the camera and start capturing love. It's a lot of fun. She's super inspiring. So kick back and enjoy the conversation with Heather. See, I'm, but I'm just like, it's just, somebody said they're a bad, it's a bad word. Huh? Someone said it's a bad word. 
like some probably old white oh, dude like was decided like, this is a bad word. Bad I'm word. like, fuck. Like, no, it's why not. Is it a bad word? <laughs> I'm like, it's fun to say. How do you pronounce your last name? Sizemore. Sizemore. How easy is that? It's very easy. I just like to make. One. <laughs> when people are like, how do I pronounce this? I'm going to be like, really? I, sometimes I joke and I'm like, Sizemore. And they're like, well, I'm like, Sizemore. I'm like, no, I'm fucking kidding with you. Sizemore. Sizemore. So, have you ever been on a podcast before? This is your podcast, Cherry. Yes. Is that offensive? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my God. so we'll see how much of this gets thrown in um are you recording oh yeah oh my god hey <laughs> i figured i'd just hit no record that's probably and then, smart um, to do see what happens because you know i'm still learning mm-hmm. this i don't know what i'm doing cool um and there's times where i feel like i have to you know tap into my late night radio voice be like, hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joe Longo. But then I end up oh, doing wow. an, an intro yeah, as, as well. It's only deep, 3 o'clock. Deep, yeah, it comes, it, it, <laughs> it, it's just in there. I was born with that radio voice. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm doing this. My goals and aspirations to right never on. photograph to never photograph people again. I'm into it. And, <laughs> I understand that. And just talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm joking. I love you all. I want to keep taking your picture. How do you feel about the photography world? So we're with Heather. Heather's a photographer. When we talk about the photography world, which part of it? Right. Because you you, you're so in a different it. part of it. Yeah. You're lucky. If we're talking about weddings, if that's where we're going to go with this, and me photographing weddings, I fucking love it. Right. The photographing weddings. I love it. I mean. So the actual, you say that in a way like the actual picture taking part. Yeah. And like, that's just me. Like everyone has their own thing. But I mean, and this is not just because we're on a podcast right now. People might hear this. The reality is like I spend a day with people when they're in love. Mm -hmm. Right. And like everyone's just full of this love and excitement and happiness. Everyone looks fucking great. Right. Mm -hmm. And I go to a party. Right. That's such a great way to look at it because I, like, I, it is the truth. But I, I don't. I, I stopped photographing weddings. I, I have one more, and if friends ask, I go, I'll do friends sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Um, but really not that much anymore. Only because so much anxiety. I got all of the anxiety the day before, and I've always. I think there's only been like a handful of weddings that I've photographed with other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem mm-hmm. because I go all by myself. Right. And that's not fun. Yeah. And I work with a group of amazing people. You know, I'm lucky enough to have mm. this like, I'm going to, you know, network of people that we all kind of work together. If I book a job, there's probably like three people that I use to shoot with me a handful of assistants because not everyone's always available hopefully they're building their own brand mm-hmm. and or doing whatever they're doing that day so there's a, a couple people that I go and like filter in and out and we all happen to be friends on the outside world too which is cool um, so I couldn't have it better I really couldn't and also there are times that I work for other people and I might be like mm, not gonna work for this person again but cool we're learning right mm-hmm. I've learned what I want to do. I've learned how I want to present myself. I've learned how I want to handle situations. 
And I've also learned how I don't want to do those things. And mm-hmm. that's probably what has saved me or else I would have been like, Ooh, I bit the bad apple and I'm never coming back to this again. Cause you're right. It is, it's a ton of work. It's not just showing up and photographing someone's wedding and I go to a party. Like I made it sound like at all. Right. Right. There's so much planning. There's so much post work and pre work behind photographing a wedding that if you don't love photographing weddings, just don't do it. Exactly. And that's what I, what I finally have come to. But I think with a lot of photographers, weddings, weddings pay well. They do. So. Or they can. They can. If you allow them to. Right. 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 Um, so having this, at least for me, like having this love hate relationship with them, it's uh, it's always been like ah, oh, but I know if I can shoot a wedding, I can pay all of these bills, you know. And the beginning part of my career was like that. It was like okay, I'll do this many weddings a year. That way, I like it'll kind of be okay. And I wasn't really ever marketing or pushing, mm-hmm. but I also was keeping myself like just outside of it. Yeah, yeah, because of it all. Because it was just like I kind of I was talking to my my friend Robert today about it. It's like people don't get the value a lot of times with photography and just the idea that it it is more than just that day Mm -hmm. you know there's the whole leading up to it like and plus what you're left with your final product right right like that's really it right like that's Mm -hmm. what we're doing building up to this this is what we're going to be left with for sure but it's such a process getting to that final Mm -hmm. final 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 and listen i am not the most expensive photographer by far mm-hmm. my prices are very reasonable I get priced out all the time I get we found somebody cheaper we found somebody more in my budget all the time like it's coming to the end of the year my folder of you know inquiry sheets that are marked didn't book me because of price is this thick mm-hmm. and compared to what I did book is much thinner um, but we have to know our value, right? Right, Because what happens is when I lower my price, that's on me. That is on me. I can't not then still give the quality of work and the quality of service that I'm going to give these clients because that's just what's in me, what's in my spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just not fair either, right. right? But what happens is my attitude is completely different. But I'm the one that's suffering with that attitude. Mm-hmm. I show up and I'm already, no, uh, I gave them a discount. Uh, uh, uh. And it's just, it's just this, uh, instead of this, uh, right, where everyone's happy. Because <laughs> right. I've come to know my, what my value is, is mm-hmm. really what it is. Like, I know I'm going to give a great product. I know I come with great energy. I know we're probably all going to get along. I know my team is fantastic and they are also representing us the same way that I am I don't worry about people that work with me that day if either it's me that's like your first um, introduction to what it's like to work with HLS photography for the day or my other photographer or my assistant I have so much confidence in them that it doesn't matter if they met me first or them first I'm like yeah we're good mm-hmm. it's the same kind of feeling right um, and I feel like that comes with a value that comes with a value and that also came with that's some of the pre-work Mm-hmm. That's some of the pre-work. And yeah, like that's that's a lot. Like people um, feel comfortable with us being around their family mm-hmm. and talking with their family and hanging out with them. And there's a reason why we're asked, you know, to like to shoot them their brother's weddings and their cousin's weddings and stuff like that. So it, it's 
it hurts sometimes when you get that, <laughs> like, oh, I'm like, who's out pricing me and why? But I also, there's, and that also hurts the industry. Right. That hurts the industry. You know, oh, that hurts the industry. Because there's so many of us. There are there's a lot so, of us. Everyone's a photographer. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a photographer. And I, and I have to, I've learned, mm, did I learn to keep my mouth shut? I don't know. Um, <laughs> because you want people to know, like, are we hiring experienced photographers because of that end product we're going to deliver? Right? Like, are we all insured? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, do we all know what Wait, you wrote doing? a great blog post about this. Didn't you? Maybe last year about actually being a professional photographer. Me blogging. <laughs> Didn't it? Maybe it was just a Facebook post. Uh, maybe. About it. I don't know. I, th- I think uh, so. We can check the other No? Time. All right. I maybe, I, I mean, maybe I shared. Maybe. But it's so true. But it was all about, you know, that there's more that, like. like the integrity the, behind it. Is yes. Really and all important. of it. It's, it's great that you have a camera. Totally. But. Do you have two? Right. It's a machine. Oh, exactly. I stopped working on the job. Mm-hmm. And I don't worry about it because, look, I got like a backup or two. Right. Cool. Let's rock and roll. You're right. not even going to know. You're not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not sweating it because of that. Like, mm-hmm. that, but there are that things that. Cool. We got that, like 20 more in my car. That, that, right. That the, I would say, average consumer doesn't realize. Right. When Betty calls and says, I can treat your wedding for $400. Yeah. Whoa. And they shouldn't, like, average consumer isn't thinking about that because they're not photographers right Right. they just see some great photos cool Mm -hmm. they just want some great photographs so i feel like we have a responsibility when we're when we're like offering to photograph someone's wedding or i don't care offering to shoot someone's whatever we have a in any field Mm -hmm. we have like an ethical responsibility and that's I'll come. That's the integrity again. Is really what it is. Yeah. Yeah, but there's also a place where you where you're learning. Listen, I shot oh. my first wedding for who knows how much money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I like go back and I look at that and I'm just like, oh my gosh. But there is that time when we're learning, right? And there's a time and a place for everything, and there's something for everybody. And thank God that people gave me a shot, right? Mm-hmm. But I also own that and when I decided to stop shooting certain types of other events and took the jump into um, wedding photography because I wa- I, it was time for me to make some money and what I was doing wasn't making me any money mm-hmm. um, I lied I'm a liar, I lied someone contacted me, do you shoot weddings? I say yes I do, no I don't mm-hmm. no I didn't but I will and I wanted to be but what I did well, in that year... And that's not really lying. I mean, th- I think that happens in every profession. Thank you for making me feel better about... No, but seriously. <laughs> and I think... I, I could be wrong, but I think Steve Jobs mm-hmm. said it was one of his things. Like, you know, if you get that job and you have no idea what it is that you're doing, learn how to do it. I was speaking it into existence. Exactly. So that's what I was doing. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> I took that year and I went to workshops and I, like, latched on to a mentor, mm-hmm. right? And I started assisting a wedding photographer and holy shit I had no idea what was behind all of that but that experience listen then I did and that first wedding I did was great mm-hmm. maybe I only charged a grand but it was great that's you know? awesome when was your first wedding when did this happen we should rewind, you wanna rewind? And, and actually go back to how did the camera come into your hands <sighs> like way back you want to go way back yeah let's go way back um, well, you know, as a kid, I took pictures, but my finger was always in them. Um, no, I'm, you can laugh, but it's so true. Yes, my mother, she'll tell you that I took horrible pictures, and my finger was always in them. 
So then I was in school and it must have been 10th grade and I was not really interested in education and being a good student. I was more interested in partying mm-hmm. and hanging out and maybe even not attending classes as much. And But I loved the arts. I always loved the arts, whether it was dancing or anything like that. And um, I had a teacher, Mr. Baldwin, and he was my science teacher, and he was so cool. I love Mr. Baldwin. <laughs> and he said to me that um, he was concerned that I wasn't going to graduate because I wasn't going to pass the required science credits that were going to be coming up to be necessary for high school science, like the big ones. I guess that would be like physics and mm-hmm. like biology, right? And I realize now, like, there was the um, thing of how I chose to look at that. I could have been like, fuck this teacher, right? How dare you? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But I just listened to him, and I was like, oh, yeah? And he was <laughs> like, yeah, I think you should sign up for photo science. He's like, it is an art class. Like, you're going to take pictures, but they count it as a science class because you mix chemicals. That's brilliant. And I was like... I would have left that. Right? And I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah. So I, didn't, I really just didn't care. I wanted an easy way mm-hmm. to get through school. And I, he was like, yeah. And I was like, cool, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. And he's like, well, you're going to have to get your hands on a camera. And he talked about this SLR, which I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But now we know that's a single lens reflex, right? <laughs> now they're DSLRs. Um, so Soon I to be mirrorless home, forever. Right? <laughs> so I went home and I, was, I guess I told my parents about this plan. And I said, yeah, I'm going to need you to buy me a camera. Can you buy me a camera? And they were like, no. No, we're not going to buy you a camera. You, your finger is in every photograph. <laughs> so I asked my grandpa, like, what else are you going to do? You're going to ask Pop. I mm-hmm. asked Pop, and Pop said, sure thing. We'll get you a camera. And he bought me a used Minolta XG9 with a 50-millimeter lens with, like, probably a, I don't know, 1.8 mm-hmm. aperture or something. And that was my first camera. And we got, you know, some film and stuff. And I struggled in the beginning when that finally came up because you had to learn. You had to learn the science part of photography, Mm -hmm. like apertures and shutter speeds and ISOs. And I couldn't put all of that together in my mind because it was math and it was science and it was measuring light. And um, you had to measure chemicals. And that was like cooking to me. Like, I don't want to do any of that. And it was probably a full marking period of not taking photos. Um, And I didn't like it, and I didn't like it, but I stuck it out. Um, Still fucking around a lot in other areas of school. And, um, you know, I got suspended a couple times, stuff like that. Now you're you're taking me back. Yeah. But anyway, we finally got to the point to take pictures. And it was your, my first assignment was a candid. And my younger brother, Slade, um, was just a little badass. He was always just a badass, right? Mm-hmm. He was just a bad... He's, he's not a badass anymore. He's a different kind of badass now. <laughs> um, but Slade would, would always... A lot of times would run out to meet my school bus. I don't know if he... Nah, that might be a little too much. I, mean, I don't say he was meeting me. He just happened to be outside all the time. <laughs> there was times that he would run out naked to my school bus. This time, it was, it was he was not naked. The leaves had fallen... Um, so it was probably this time of year, and I had my camera, and I can remember coming off the bus, having my camera, him being there, and him jumping in a pile of leaves. And at that moment, it just made sense to me to crouch down to his level, 
where he was and this one leaf just started coming down from the trees and he's like looking up and at that moment I took the photo and I just knew that there was something you know I took a couple photos and I knew that there was something there and then we went to class and we got to develop it and I was just like oh my god oh my god this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life mm. because it was just magic to me and I just thought that I could give this photo to my mother and she could keep it forever this awesome moment of my brother this innocent moment of my brother the, the terror and in that moment I knew that anytime I looked at that photo um, that I could like go back to that and I would know exactly that feeling that I felt and if like my mom wasn't there but if she looked at that picture, she would know exactly what was happening in that moment. And I realized that with any picture, you could probably do that, you know, like take people places with photos. And it reminded me a lot about like music and mm -hmm. how music does that for you. And I, I was sold right there. I was like, this is what I'm doing. And my poor sister and brother, they're eight and 11 years apart from me. I drug them around everywhere. Are you the oldest? I'm the oldest, yeah. They, I, I photographed the hell out of them. Thank, thank you, Lindsay and Slade, so much. Um, like when it was time for me to learn studio lighting my senior year, those poor kids under hot lights, <laughs> right? My brother now does not like his photo taken. He would tell people that I stole his soul with my camera. Um, but I learned a lot with them. And But the thing is, like I also would cut all my other classes and go in the darkroom all the time. Mm -hmm. So it was a great thing for me. I was getting those science credits, but I was also then failing like math <laughs> in gym class. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, still did a lot. Still did a lot of partying, but I loved photography. I did graduate. I graduated. <laughs> I almost didn't. I remember the day of graduation. There was. Is, are we gonna graduate? Not finding out until like the day before, a day of. Mm -hmm. But I graduated high school. Good job. Good I job. Did. I kind of yeah. felt that same way, and I, I mean, I didn't really participate much in high school. Um, it was it was the '90s, <laughs> and I thought I played football, and I just assumed that my athletic ability would get me into college, and I wouldn't have to worry about anything because mm -hmm. I I played football. That all worked. It did get me into college. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't think I was an artist because my father can draw and paint, my brothers and sisters. I'm the youngest of six. Mm -hmm. And almost everyone has some kind of something that they do with their hands. Yeah. And I just couldn't do anything. I'm like, I'm not an artist, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went to Mansfield University and my coach put me in a photography class because it was going to be an easy A. Right? See? There it is again. <laughs> yep. Easy A. I'm like, okay, whatever. And he was like, this is a class only for seniors, but I can get you in. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, it was second semester, Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock. Really hard class to wow, get to. Wow, what the? Right? Ooh. But the first class, they gave us a camera, keys mm -hmm. to the dark room, and a mm -hmm. bulk roll of film and a film loader. It was like, here. And I... The the first time I saw an image coming to life in the dark room, I was like, oh, so cool, right? wow, this is it's magic. It's magic. Yeah. And it's pe like, people listening to this aren't going to know what we're talking about. It is, trust us, it is fucking magic. It is, you know, because you just go oh in there, it's God. all oh black. All of a sudden, you put the paper in the chemicals and 
there it is. It just comes to and life. That smell. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> it smells so good. Um, so I fell in love with the idea with photography, but failed the class. Yeah. Because I didn't go. Okay. And I lost my scholarship. Not that I lost my scholarship. I just chose not to go back, and I went to a community college for yeah. art. I'm like, wow. Mm. And when I told my parents, they were like, you failed that class. I'm like, I know, but I fell in love with it. <laughs> like, that's like, it fi- like, it got me, like, connected to, like, oh, I am creative. Like, there mm-hmm. is this whole other, whole other side. And that just was it. But I wish, like, I don't know if it would have been better if I would have found it in high school. Like, if I would have had, so, like, that big of an impact on me. Because it wasn't until after high school my friends that I went to high school with were talking about a photography class mm. in high school. I'm like, there was a photography class? See that? There was a dark room in the high school we went to? Like, I, I had no clue. Like, I was just clueless to yeah. it. Um, which kind of makes me think that it wasn't supposed to happen right. at I mean, that time. You know, and we can go on a whole right. spiel about that. Right, right. right. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And then it's just been like this whirlwind. So after high school... Did you go to school, art school, do anything, or did you just jump right into this no. madness? Um, after high school, mm-hmm. I kind of just, I really, even though, like, I loved, loved, loved photography, I did not love myself, right? And um, I really didn't believe that I could really do anything. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just went along with whatever you're supposed to do. But really, I did not know what I was supposed to do. Um, and... Um, I was start. I know had already started doing a bunch of drugs. We'll say that. <laughs> um, and I loved doing drugs. I sure. really did, and it was a lot of a lot of fun at that point in my life. A lot of fun. And um, so, at, and the same at that time in '96, my parents. I was living with the parents, but they bought a house in the Poconos. Um, Where? Effort. Effort. Exactly, right? <laughs> well, I grew up in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. Okay, so it's but I don't not, know where it's near effort. like Camelback and okay. the Boulder and the, the outlets and stuff like that. Um, so I was 18 and they were kind of like, well, you can come with us or stay here. Like, and I'm like, later, right? Like, <laughs> I'm going to, st- I'm not going to go there. Mm-hmm. I was 18. I'm going to stay with my friends. Um, and I think the deal we made was that I had to go to college. Like, I had to be doing something productive for them to still kind of support me. Uh-huh. So I, I'm pretty sure, like, and really, a lot, some of the stuff, I don't remember all of it, but I went to community college. I did sign up for community college. I might be missing over a few things, but I did go to community college. But I ended up, like, <laughs> failing out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I went to the art part of community college, but I didn't go to class, mm-hmm. right? I just didn't go to class because I was, like, partying a lot. Um, and eventually my parents found out that I like, they're like paying for this and they're paying for me to live with like friends, but I'm failing community college. So they're like, no. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I guess I started working retail and then, um, that turned into like more like corporate retail and then I was making my own money. So I was far away from photography at this point and I was probably living on my own for a couple years and um yeah the the party life just continued Mm -hmm. it just continued and photography was i mean i was probably taking pictures of partying right i'm sure i got tons Uh and tons of that of pictures of that um wait it's all coming back (laughs) after i failed out of community college i think my parents said you need to move up here with us now 
Um, and I lived there for about a year and I was like, fuck this. I'm going to get my shit together. I enrolled at the Art Institute of Philadelphia. Mm. So I did go to, I did go to school there. I did like three years there. It's a two year program. Took me three. I felt pretty, um, inferior to a lot of the other. What year was that? I have no idea. Okay. Um, I think I graduated (laughs) in 2001. All right. All right. That sounds about right. Um, but I loved being there. I loved, I made, and I'm still friends with a bunch of the photographers that I graduated with. A lot of them are doing great things now. Um, but I never, I still didn't have that like belief that I could like do something with this. You know, Mm. I just coasted through photo school. And um, after I graduated there, I didn't do anything with it again. So I went right back into the same pattern of partying, working corporate retail. At this point, retail offered me like a higher up position mm-hmm. with like all this money and benefits. And like, I was like, yes, I don't have to do any work to find the job. You're going to hand me this position. There was like a letter with an offer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit like all the, that thousands of dollars you're going to pay me an annual salary of course I'm saying yeah <laughs> you know and I so I had my own place I had a car I had all this stuff all this stuff um, but I wasn't happy so what did I do I continued just to use drugs and um, that went on for a while and I you know and I'm sure I looked like it looked okay Mm-hmm. Right, looked okay. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it didn't. <laughs> Maybe it didn't. Um, and that went on for some time. It went on for a long time. And uh, look, it got really bad at some points, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it got really bad at some points. And I went to rehab a bunch of times. Um, I went to rehab a bunch of times. And I never want to go back to rehab again. Uh-huh. Which is a good goal. Right, you know, yeah. goal. And I will say, like, the last time, the last time I went to rehab, I got out, and um, my parents let me come stay with them. Because I would get out of rehab and, like, go back right to where I was, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and listen, all that money that corporate retail was paying me was really just also paying for my addiction. Like, that's, I couldn't leave that job, because I would have afford what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um... The last time I got out of rehab, I just did things a little differently. And I can remember the moment, like my dad picking me up and him saying to me, why don't you come home? And I remember just saying like, y'all come tomorrow. And he was like, well, why don't you just come right now? And I was like, dad, I want to go home and get my stuff. And like, I knew what I meant. Like, I wanted to go home and get my stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, he was like, no, I think you should come right now. Whatever you need, we'll like get it for you. And something... Something happened, and I, I mean, and I know what, what it was that happened, and I just said, okay, and I went home that day with my dad, um, and I stayed there for like a year, and in that time, a friend had called me. I got in touch with a friend who had always been a photographer, and I remember him saying, like, yeah, you need to start taking pictures again. I was like, yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you do, and I was like, no, I don't, and I was like, He's like, yeah, but you do. He's like, you really love that. And I was like, I just don't do it anymore. And, I'm, and by now, everything is digital. Mm-hmm. When I graduated from the Art Institute, we were still, I graduated in a wet dark room. Like, I didn't touch a computer. Mm-hmm. I didn't really handle a digital camera. So there's also this fear of, I didn't know what I was going to be doing. Um, 
And so I was like, all right, what kind of camera do you have? And he's like, Nikon D, da-da-da-da. I'm like, what's this D? He's like, digital. And I'm like, oh, shit, right? <laughs> but I'll tell you what I did. I went and bought exactly what he had, like, used, mm-hmm. you know? And I just bought it. And I had nothing to do. I wasn't working. I had nothing to do. So I just got this camera and started playing around with it. And um, just started taking pictures again. And, like... When it's in you, it's in you. Mm-hmm. I just had to learn this new method thing, you know? Um, and yeah, I started taking pictures again. And then I set a goal that I was going to move back to Philadelphia and do something. I don't know what I was going to do, but I was going to do something with photography. Mm-hmm. And um, of like, I met somebody, a dude, and that got me to move to Philadelphia a lot quicker than uh-huh. I thought I would. <laughs> But I mean, with that being said, like I moved to Philadelphia and did something with my photography, you know, and for a while I was just shooting some, you know, nightclubs and stuff like that. And then I knew that I had to like, I had to like man up and just do some more stuff, Mm -hmm. something bigger. And that's when I made the decision that I was going to start shooting some weddings. And I had never done that before, knew nothing what it was about, but I knew I could do better for myself if I was doing some bigger things. Mm -hmm. And that's how we got here now and I don't listen I don't know what's next um I don't think I will do this forever wedding photography per se it's gonna mm-hmm. we're always evolving right it's gonna go somewhere else right I don't know what that looks like but I'm well aware and I'm like you know I tried to remain in a posture of just being ready and open um you know I could talk to somebody right now that could give me the next clue of where I gotta go for that next thing of what I'm supposed to be doing Mm-hmm. Just like it happened with, yeah, you got to start taking pictures again. Like, here, what camera do you have? I didn't think. I never. I said, I'm never shooting weddings because I'm never shooting because I'm so cool. But really, I was so scared. Mm-hmm. I was so, because of the anxiety that comes along with the wedding. It's such a big day. People are going to pay you all this money and you have all this responsibility. You can't, you can't say, oh, could we reshoot that? Right, exactly. You can't there's, there's, there's no reduce. I was so scared of that kind of stuff, you know? No, I wasn't shooting weddings. So I would be like, uh, like I would have this attitude of like, I'm never shooting weddings. <laughs> like <laughs> Acting like I'm so better than and like I'm too much of an artist right, to like right. do that. But really, I was just so scared to like... To do that I was too scared to take that responsibility mm-hmm. and have people trust in me and really tap into like my creative energy and apply that to someone's wedding mm-hmm. you know because it's it's really an honor to be selected to photograph someone's wedding day because you're dealing with family mm-hmm. and uh, that's special yeah. that is special you're dealing with family um, that already exists and what are we doing we're creating like this whole new chapter here right and we're beginning like new traditions and you're really documenting this like seedling of this thing that's just gonna do something we don't know what it's gonna do mm-hmm. right right but it's do it's growing some way and it might yeah. grow up it might grow out to this i don't know which way it's gonna grow but we are there to like yeah, we were there to like see the beginning of something, something mm. really special that has branched off of something already special. Right. And it's like, it's powerful. And um, my views on it really changed when my sister got married because I was in her wedding. Mm-hmm. So I didn't shoot it. A dear friend of mine photographed my sister's wedding. And um, I guess I was 37 when she got married. 
And I really believe that is the first time that there was a photograph of my immediate family taken together. And like, I just got the chills thinking about that. Um, that's the, yeah, that's like the, probably the first time there's my two parents and me and my sister and my brother. And um, how special is that? Uh-huh. How special is that? And I don't care about um, how perfect the lighting is. And it's a great, there's a couple of them. And like, it's a beautiful, beautiful photo. It's framed in my house, my mom's house. I don't know if my sister has it framed. I don't know about her, but like, I love this photo, you know? And um, what I love about it is the love that's in that photo, right? Mm -hmm. I don't care about the lighting. I don't care how my arm is positioned. I don't care um, if my one piece of my hair is on my shoulder and the other's not. And that reminds me when I'm working to just be present and to not always, I mean, there's things we have to worry about, yes, mm-hmm. but we could be missing so much when we worry about those little things. Yeah. Oh, God, what a metaphor for life. <laughs> right? There, a couple of years ago, um, I watched like a YouTube documentary about a wedding photographer. Just photograph their day. Just yeah. capture their day. And, like, and that's what he said, and he oh. would actually, um, I think it was like more of a video on the whole idea of, I forget what it's called, when you take a picture and then you look at the back of the screen, you take mm. a picture, look at the back of the screen. We, I forget what it's called. There yeah. is a word for it. But he, when he would shoot, his screen was like, he would tape the screen yeah, so he couldn't see look. it. And anyone that shot with him, he would do that as well. And he'd be like, you know what you're doing. That's it. We Just know do what it. we're doing. And he is like, I have images that other photographers would never show because it's blurry like because there's a little blur he was like but the moment that's captured and like and obviously he showed like the images of like the first dance where like you know there's a little bit of out of focus Mm -hmm. you know and he's like it's about the moment not and that goes right back to what i was talking about about my brother in the leaves Mm -hmm. taking those people back to that moment evoking that emotion that they may have missed but it doesn't even matter if they were in the bathroom when that moment happened because they look at that photograph blurry a little blurry or not Mm -hmm. and they're that thing is going to rise from the pit of their stomach all the way up to their heart and it's going to come up in their throat and they're going to be like oh all over again Mm -hmm. and I'll tell you like one of my favorite things to do when we shoot is if we have two photographers and just say we're doing like family formal the portion Mm -hmm. and like okay maybe as a photographer not my favorite part because it's like family formal is everyone getting you know but my favorite part of that is as when I'm the lead photographer I'm gonna capture the like standard family formal right Mm -hmm. my favorite thing to do is to tell my second shooter when I put my camera down to check to make sure I got everyone's eyes open or whatever it is that's when you're on yeah because when I'm like all right everyone does and there's an this other level of surrender and relaxing that happens with them and they're just that's when they start fucking around and they're like eh, and mm-hmm. those are like the moments too because they do some people do want that classic you right. know fo- family photo but they also want that like smacking each other on the arm and that like that them the fun that genuine, that's happening the genuine yeah. yeah the like yeah the surrender the like ugh. Mm-hmm. yeah so that's that's and that reminds me very much of what you're saying about if you're gonna look at the back of your camera, your other shooter better be right. You're gonna miss <laughs> yeah. something. You're yes. gonna miss. You're gonna yes. miss something. And there have been times where I've missed yeah. things. And you know, where it's just like, oh, what was I doing? Mm-hmm. There have been other times. One of my most favorite photos. Um, it's of Michael Franti at um, 
Mountain Jam Festival. I think it was like 2012 or 2011. Mm-hmm. And at maybe 2010. Anyway, when it happened, I had this like slight obsession with the fisheye lens. I've been there. You know, it happens to you. <laughs> and, and it was really fun to photograph music and festivals yeah, with it because, yeah. you know, you're really Time getting. Place for everything. Yeah, right? all of it. <laughs> and I remember I was walking up from like the pit from the stage area and I was going to change the take the fisheye off to put a big zoom lens on and I knelt down like in the middle of this walkway to turn you know to switch lenses and someone tapped me on the shoulder they didn't say anything they just tapped me on the shoulder and I looked up and Michael Franti was coming at me and like all of the stage security because he was going to go into the crowd like he always goes into the crowd Mm -hmm. and I just happened to be there trying to change lenses not quick enough thank god and it just as they were passing me because i had my photo pass i got like pushed in with all of them mm-hmm. and with security and then we got like actually into the crowd onto the mountain and he held like something like one of the, i don't even know what it is something like a balloon type thing up and i just happened to be right there and just snapped it and because it was the fisheye because i didn't have a chance to change it it got the whole yeah. mountain yeah you know it was just like that see time and a place for everything yeah god bless the fisheye god bless it at that, that moment <laughs> yeah to get that shot i was just like ah oh. but i almost missed it yeah because i you was were down yeah not really paying attention mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thank god whoever that was that tapped me on the shoulder tapped me on the shoulder that angel yeah was the angel but it's like the the with the weddings there's so many things that can be missed and it's okay if uh-huh. you miss some stuff oh yeah that's the other thing i have like let's just be real we're mm-hmm. human beings right we're gonna we're not gonna get it all and that's fine but we you know we're there like get get most of it right and make and i found you do get, like be present be right present. Yeah. like i I'm extremely hard on myself. Totally. So I'll look like I'll go through a wedding or any shoot and be like, oh, this is just, this is not, it's not good. It's just not good. And then I send it to the clients and they're like, oh my God, this is awesome. This is the best. I'm like, oh, thank God. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's like, I get into that place where, Mm -hmm. oh, that could be different. I could have done that. Listen, there was a time when I was shooting and I really felt like every time before a wedding, I'm like, I'm definitely getting sued. (laughs) (laughs) They're calling. I haven't even like I'm in my car at the venue or wherever we're starting and I'm like definitely gonna get sued <laughs> they're gonna hate everything I do today like what the fuck is that yeah like, that's not a good way to go in <laughs> you know but like that was just insecurity and like mm-hmm. there was a point that that all switched for me and I was like no and then but what what would happen is I would pick up my camera and I would take one shot and I'd be like oh this is what I do like this right is, this is me this is my spirit I this is me mm-hmm I ain't getting sued. You know what I mean? That right. was like all that stuff we're trying to like get out of our heads. And yeah, man. Once you press the shutter the first time, then you're good yeah, to go. Yeah, I was like, oh, right. I do this. This mm-hmm. is my it's thing. Just, this it's my just thing. my silly mind trying to right, fuck with me again. Right, there it is again. But yeah. I feel it when I'm working. Like, yeah, I feel it. I feel it in my energy. Like, ah, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. Like, I could see that. And like, that's my shot. Right. you know and that's how I'll do this and but that's always changing too right like how I shoot mm-hmm. and compositionally 
and even like you know whether I change from like bright and hairy to like a little more shadows and like everything evolves right know? right it has to I think mm-hmm. or just get it's kind of cool I'd be bored mm-hmm. I'd be so bored you know and it that's reflective of like who I'm spending time with and like who I'm working with and like what I'm going through and like all that kind of stuff too mm-hmm. and who I'm looking at and who I'm you know whose blogs and whose Instagram and whose photos I'm looking at because that's we're being influenced mm-hmm. all the time like I never did any like everything I'm doing it's all because I'm like ingesting someone else's work that I'm seeing mm-hmm. I might not remember like oh I saw someone so shoot like this but my my body my spirit my mind remembers everything I'm seeing and it's all just like a recipe for what I'm gonna serve somebody right you know I can't tell you exactly where it came from but I'm like ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now I really am into shadows. Cool. <laughs> I think I don't know. Maybe it's different for you. It's, it's. I think doing what we do, you just start to see differently. Totally. You, like it just. You just see things. Oh that, my gosh. And people make fun of me all the time because I walk into room. I'm like, oh my god, look at the light in here. Right. right? You should see the like, light in here in the morning. You're like, what? Like, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, how do you not? see like that's I mean and it, it is what it is like I'm a photographer and I'm not just a photographer because it's paying bills like no I'm a photographer I'm a visual person like mm-hmm. yeah look at this light like I want to be places where the light is you mm-hmm. know what I mean like if, I, if you give me an option of two different rooms I'm going where the good light is <laughs> I'm, I'm just am I'm going where the good light is I want to be there um if you're going to FaceTime me, like, I'm going to put myself in front of the window, right? <laughs> I just had this conversation with my mom yesterday, and I was, like, explaining to her because I was about to FaceTime somebody. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to put a chair in front of the window. And she's like, what? <laughs> Why are you thinking that? And I'm like, mom, look at the difference. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I'm like, here's me FaceTime in the living room. I'm like, watch what happens when I go by this beautiful, beautiful window light. It was cloudy out, so it was, like, even. And she's like oh yeah you don't think about that but I do um yeah and composition with things too like when I see a good looking space I see a good looking space we could other minds might just walk past that or whatever but I could be like oh but we all have our thing Mm -hmm. right we all have our thing like some people know like what a good cheese is I mean I know when a good cheese tastes good but like some people that's their thing you Mm -hmm. know I know about really good light and um, like I get really excited when I see some really attractive light. Oh, same, you same. <laughs> can you go sit there? Right, exactly. Like, can I put I would, something? Yes, in that? Yes. Can I put myself in that light really quick? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, light excites me, and so does the opposite of that, like the shadows and the dark, mm-hmm. and what happens when we let just a little bit in or a little bit out, like what transforms from that you know is really just yeah it's really exciting and um I can remember starting in photography and people talking to me about that stuff like one day you're gonna like see light so differently and I wasn't connecting to that like I was into photography but I wasn't connecting to um the miracle and the amazingness and the inspiration and like the uh, of light and I was like do I suck like what am I missing here and one day mm-hmm. it happened and I was like well it's about fucking time right it probably <laughs> took 15 years yeah 
same thing with when people would tell me one day you're just gonna get it you're just gonna get you're gonna look at that and you'll be like oh I need to shoot that at blah 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 blah. and I was like nah I can't get it I always gotta like take 10 test shots and one day I was like oh f1 you know blah blah blah. I'm gonna shoot this at 2.8 at 125th and it's gonna look exactly like I want it and guess what like most days I'm pretty spot on and I'm like they told me I'd get here took longer than I wanted it to but whatever right you know right so it's practice totally as totally like i look back at my images from when i started oh my and God. oh they're so bad they're so what were we doing we were, practicing. we were practicing we were practicing um because yo we could be doing that right now right thank right. god oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like i remember when i finished school i handed in my portfolio like two weeks before school ended someone actually took my portfolio like took everything out of my car because I was a dumbass and left everything mm-hmm. in my car unlocked but everything all of my negatives mm. all of it wow yeah negatives yeah, negatives mm. so I really quickly like threw together this half-assed portfolio and I just gotten a job down here with one of those senior portrait yeah things I'm like okay I'm gonna get out of here and live in a city I don't care what I'm doing Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go do this and I remember I told my professor and he was like well thank god you got a job because your portfolio no offense it was not good Mm. like wow thank Mm -hmm. you thanks for that and it wasn't you know like I look back and I'm like oh it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't good at all but check it we could sit at this table in another 10 years or next year Mm -hmm. I don't care and we could look at our work that we produced this year and we're gonna be like Look at it now. You know what I mean? Like, it's, right. it's going to keep getting better if we just continue in the process. Like, it's just going to it's gonna go a different direction. Oh, sure, you know? sure. I mean, it's probably not going to be as sucky as it was back then. No, definitely. But, I definitely can't get that bad anymore. And but. it's cool. Like, And um, I know that my work lately has definitely, like, gone a different way. And mm-hmm. um, I have felt that I was, I've felt, I'm like, oh, my work's gotten better. And it feels really good to say that. And listen, like, I'm just like anyone else. And I've had a couple people recently see me and been like, your work has gotten really good. Like, not that it was bad, but mm-hmm. like, and I'm, but it feels good to like have people like, rec- like, all right, I'm not nuts. <laughs> like, not ass, right? You, you see me, huh? Because <laughs> I see myself, you know? And just that validation feels mm-hmm. really nice. Because I'll still... I'm still quitting every day. I'm still quitting every day, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm quitting every day. I'm not good enough. This, there's so many of us. What am I even trying for? Why am I wasting my time? Um, where, oh my God, where am I going to get a job? I'm unqualified to do anything. Um, so when I hang up my camera, cause obviously I'm not good enough, right? Where the fuck am I going to work? <laughs> um, who's going to take care of me? So the, so the normal thoughts that we all have that I'm not, yes, I'm not alone yes, in this, no, no. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to have to like end up like, you know, take a long walk somewhere, just, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like one of my hikes, it's <laughs> never coming back because what am I going to do with myself? Yeah. So yeah. So there's, <laughs> yeah, the arts. Um, so as, as we roll into winter, how, how does winter play out for you? Well, I'm going away. <laughs> Where are you going? Um, well, I can only... Well, let's... When are you going to air this? 
Because that's going to play a part if I can tell oh, you where I'm going. Uh, not this Wednesday, next Wednesday. Okay, so I still can't tell you my second place. Okay. Um, I'm going, I'm leaving for Budapest on Sunday. On Sunday? Yeah, I'm leaving for Budapest that's exciting. on Sunday. So I'll get to Budapest Monday, and I'll be there for about a week, and then I'm going to another location. That's a secret. Which is a secret. Um, right? Which is so, like, yeah. Yeah, mm. I don't know. So I'll be gone until approximately the 24th. Wow. Of this month. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you taking a camera? I am. Um, and I usually don't. Well, I usually take a camera. I usually take a sweet little Fuji that mm-hmm. I have. Um, the X-Series, um, which is just like a 24 millimeter standard prime lens on there. A little point and shoot that I can like put in my bag and that's it. But because of the places that I'm going and who I'm going to be with, yeah, I'm going to bring my stuff, which I usually don't bring it because it's a hassle. Like, I'm going to be real. Like, our cameras weigh a lot. <laughs> um, and it's just more luggage, right? And it's also like, look, these cameras are fucking expensive. And so are these damn lenses. <laughs> and I'm a little nervous. But I got insurance. Right, and, uh, right. <laughs> I'm not working a lot this winter. So if something happened, I'll pay a deductible and get new gear. Nothing's going to happen. But most of the time I don't bring it just because it's so, I don't, I like to travel light. Mm-hmm. So I'm just in a place of what lenses am I bringing with me? Um, cause I will bring the 7200 cause it's just so dreamy, mm-hmm. but that's so big, right? Yeah. That needs its own suitcase. <laughs> so yeah, so this'll really be not the first, but my first in a long time that I'm actually bringing some, like if we can call it like real deal. Holyfield gear with me, mm-hmm. not just, and I'm probably still bringing my little Fuji. Well, sure. I love sure. that little. Oh, there's been a lot of times that I feel I've missed. Yeah. Shots mm-hmm. because I don't go everywhere with my camera, and it's one of those things that people are like, "Oh, if you're a photographer, your camera should be with you always." Um, I'm like, I know, but it's heavy. You could have just seen my eye roll. But it's so <laughs> it's so heavy. You carry this all the time. Yeah. You carry it all the time, which is why I have that Fuji. But I still don't even always bring that with me everywhere. Right. It's just the color's not real. I need a break sometimes. Exactly. I need a break sometimes. Mm-hmm. I feel bad if my family is listening. I love you, but they—I don't take their picture. Mm-hmm. You know, and, but and I feel bad for like holidays. Like my mom, like, you're gonna take a picture. I'm like, fine. Can we treat? Because my family doesn't want me to take their picture, and I'm always trying to take their picture. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not taking the picture. Well, I, I want mean, to take pictures, and they don't want me to. Oh. See, I try to just like, oh, well, just let me be. Just let me kind of relax and hang out and, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'll snap some pictures, but I don't want to just be running around snapping My dad's, pictures. like, putting his hand up. My brother thinks <laughs> I stole his soul. Yeah, they don't want me taking their pictures. <laughs> uh, but I do feel bad. And the same with, like, some like my friends that I hang out a lot with, because we'll go hang out, and I just won't bring my camera, mm-hmm. you know? No, back in the day, I would always have my camera yeah. at all the parties. I still have somewhere in the house here, there's like a plastic shopping bag filled with undeveloped film. Shut the fuck up. Go take that down from and get that like, developed. Probably like 96 to 2002 yeah. or 2003. I'm afraid of what's on, on those. Which is why I want you to get it done. Oh, yeah. Um, and at that time, well, back in, in the day, um, when I was going to school, I was working in, I worked in the Walmart photo lab mm-hmm. for a semester. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Yeah, I, I worked at like Ritz Camera. Wow. <sighs> the things that you see. The things so that people true. just, you know, before the age of digital just yep. did not care yep. having we developed. Saw it all. All of it. We saw it all. Yeah. Like, I don't know if these people were thinking like there's not a human involved in the process. Because we looked at your photos. <laughs> we had to. We had to adjust the color. Yep. Um, that was strange. Uh, and then I worked at a little camera shop while I was in, in school. And whatever parties I would go to. I would then develop all the film. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, because you got like, free developing. Yeah. That's what and I whoever was, <laughs> you know, whoever had a camera, like my one friend Darren always had a camera and it would never fail. I was obviously losing my hair. That at every party, someone would take a picture of the back of my head. Mm-hmm. So when I would be developing everything, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, shit. Really, I'm really losing my hair. Uh-huh. I guess I should shave it. I'm like, are you serious, fuckers? Really? Every one of these? Um, but yeah, the photo lab was a very interesting place mm-hmm. to be. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And weird people work there. Was that oh, your experience? Like my. I worked. I mean, I'm going to go on and I'm say Sorry. I wasn't weird. I doubt any of them are listening. I'm going to say the same thing. I definitely wasn't weird either. But damn. But they were fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, yeah. cool. I managed a photo store in um, a mall in media. Not Springfield. There's another one there. Anyway, mm-hmm. that was a strange place. Mm-hmm. No, it was weird. And it was all like the selling. Like it was like, yeah, I was like, no, I don't want to close with you because I don't want to be here at 10:30 at night alone with you because you are weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But lovely people. I was like, My lovely mom's people. I can only work till nine. <laughs> <laughs> But my, I couldn't sell my people dad things. Will come pick me up. <laughs> I would always feel bad, like, because I would, like, I'd be like, you don't want to, you don't want to buy that camera. You don't want a kit lens. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You're you not gonna be. This is a great deal. You're not gonna be happy. I'm never using it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a good time. I remember. <laughs> so, are weddings your favorite? They can be. They can be. They can be. I feel like that's such a, I don't even know what you call it. I want to say loaded question. But I feel like that's what people say when they don't know. Right. I don't even know what, what is a loaded question? Let's just. Well, it is kind of is like a loaded, loaded question. question All right, cool. I guess. Just that's curious. Such a loaded question. <laughs> um, I feel like everything, when I am in that place of just, I'm making circles with my hand right now, that like <laughs> flow it's all my favorite, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I get in, when I pick up my camera, and I find that light, and I make that connection. It's all my favorite, and so, I just—it's juicy, man. It's just so fucking juicy, and like, oh, and I make these noises. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, my gosh, you yes. Know, uh-huh. I have had assistants tell me, Heather, you gotta stop with those noises because it's kind of weird. Um, people are gonna think the work's not good or something. I had to change my noises, but it's just my guts it's in my guts oh, uh, um, there's times i look i'm like and i'll just say like oh fuck that's good yeah and then i'll be like oh shit sorry about that f-bomb in front yes. of your little kids so <laughs> that's my favorite that's my favorite um you know and of course there's some jobs that maybe i like more than i like others mm-hmm. um but i really just love doing what i do for people um maybe some I like being outside, right? I like just communicating 
and developing relationships with people. And listen, when I start with some people and we're starting with their like engagement session and then I'm photographing a family session and they now have three kids, like that's special. And I've done, I've done like five sessions in between for that with them, like Mm -hmm. engagement, wedding, maternity, newborn, maternity, newborn, family, family, family. That's really fantastic, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, man, it's just really cool. But anything, because I just did like a headshot se- headshot session the other day, and look, it's a neutral backdrop, it's studio lighting, it's indoors, so not my ideal situation, because I will tend to feel a little um, closed up in that kind of space. Mm-hmm. But what happened is the communication between us and the relationship and the relating that happened between me and this client and although we are completely different people like we really realize like stuff we have in common and what happened was um shoulders began to relax Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and um what started out as a very like posed and plasticky kind of shot in the beginning at the end of our session was like a genuine smile and relaxed shoulders and a really relatable headshot, which is gonna help her with what she needs, right? Because mm-hmm. people are gonna wanna work for her, not the first shot I took, and um, that's my favorite. Mm. That is my favorite. Um, I personally don't like being photographed. Uh-huh. Um, I just don't, um, unless I look really good that night or that day. Um, <laughs> then I love it, like take a thousand <laughs> pictures of me now because if I'm feeling really good and I'm looking really good, let's do it to it. But listen, it's awkward, right, for me. And I feel like it could be uncomfortable for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. To, it's very vulnerable, right? It's like, and then, you're, and then you're doing nothing but looking at this photo of you. And if you're anything like me, I'm going right to those places that I can't fucking stand about myself, right? When you, say you're looking at my photo, and I'm just going to go out on a limb here, but you're probably going to be like, oh my gosh, Heather, you have a great smile. Oh, you look so happy. No, I'm going to be like, oh my God, look at that little gap between my teeth, or I look so fat, or I this, or I can't stand that, right? I wish this was different and that was different. Um, Listen, if I can just help anyone just feel a little more comfortable and relaxed, and leave them with an image that they feel confident with and they're going to send to someone or hang up in their home or to like to share. That's my favorite. Mm. That's my favorite. Because that's hard. That's hard. Um, We are in this place, in this society, where there's so much spent, like money, and everything is really geared for us not to like ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right? Like... Let's just say what it is, right? Like, we're not supposed to be liking ourselves. We're really not supposed to be like The money is not in us liking ourselves. The money is in us to we spend money to fix ourselves. We're not all that broken, right? We're not all that broken. And um, if we spend some more time getting in touch with that and just really loving ourselves where we're at, like, yeah. I don't know, switching that thinking instead of us looking at a photo of ourselves and being like, oh, can you make, can you make my hips look slimmer? Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, 
thinking about like what those hips do for us, right? And like how they've carried us through and served as protection for something, um, stuff like that. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And um, that's my favorite part. And like, I might have just got a little deep there, but that's really what it is for me because um, that's the kind of stuff that has helped me in life. And yeah, the, the, that's the truth. Like this society isn't built right now for us to like love and care for ourselves. It's made so we spend money to buy things that we think are going to help us like mm-hmm. love and care for ourselves. Right, right, right. But it's all here already. We got mm-hmm. we got what we need inside already. We don't gotta like fork out money unless you want to. Like if you want to, cool. But let it start internally first. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. make sure you're right with you, and then go try that other stuff if you want to. Mm-hmm. Or else you're just gonna keep going and going and going and going. Right. You know. I am. Um... I know Stella. Stella's had a lot to say on this episode. I hope you're all enjoying it. Um, this past year, uh, Robert Sturman and myself have become really good friends. I don't know if you know who Robert yeah. is. Mm-mm. Robert is, I'm sorry, Robert, you're probably going to hate this. But what I feel is probably one of the best yoga photographers in the country um, with you know huge Instagram followers all that stuff and i've been following robert's work from the time i started you know so Mm -hmm. it's like from when i started doing this full time in like 2010 he was also doing it on the opposite coast you know and i was just following and just like oh wow like there's this guy that everyone and their grandmother loves Mm. anyway we've become friends um and then this past year we've become like really close and we've hung out a couple times and every time we hang out we'll take pictures of each other Mm. with the hope that it will help us see each other, you know, in this light yeah. that we yeah. see each other in. Yeah. And, you know, he said it one day, he was like, you know what? We help other people see how uh. beautiful they are all the time. He was like, what we're going to do when we're in New York this weekend, we're going to make each other look like rock stars mm-hmm. and we're going to give each other that gift that we give. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like such a great time. Like, being photographed, being awkward, like feeling that awkwardness, like, yes. oh, really, I'm supposed to it's do this? It's so awkward. Uh, but it was also fun experiencing that awkwardness and allowing myself to be vulnerable mm-hmm. in that way. I think every everyone that is a photographer, like a working professional photographer, should have their picture taken. Totally. Probably at least once a year by a professional just... To experience that. Mm-hmm. So we know what we're asking of people. Yeah. For sure. Because it's like, I'm sure you're, you know, the whole giraffe neck yeah. thing, mm-hmm. you know, and I tell people that I'm like, I know it sounds weird, but trust me, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to pick my camera up. You're going to pull your neck back and show me every chin imaginable, but be awkward. Stick your head out, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but just those little things like knowing how awkward it does feel to do the silly things with our it's head. It's like practicing what you preach pretty right. much, right? I'm not going to ask you to do something that I haven't done myself and I'll do it with you. Mm-hmm. I will do it with you. You want to see? I'm going to show you right now. No, you know. Like I go like this. Yeah, for sure. For Trust sure. me. Please. And one thing that always helps me is um, with that and that kind of thinking is and I tell my clients this and I tell my, my friends this all the time because um, we talk a lot about that like insecurity and vulnerability and stuff. Um, whenever we get caught up and we're like, oh, and you know, fill in the blank with whatever part of our body is bothering us that mm-hmm. day. Whatever, it could be an eyebrow, it could be a toe, it could be a belly, right? I never, when I'm out in the streets 
or wherever it is, I never look at somebody and I'm like, oh, my God, look at that, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, oh, my God, look at those beautiful eyes or like, look at how bright they look or they look so happy or that what a bright smile you know what I mean or I like their glasses Mm -hmm. it's never a negative I don't stay there and criticize this little thing on this person that I will sit there and spend so much energy and time criticizing about myself so I try to remember that just to help me be a little bit easier on myself and like just offer that to people that I know so maybe they can think about that and maybe then be a little easier on themselves as well. And then the other thing is I've tried to, when I have these such wonderful thoughts about people, fucking tell them. I was just going to ask, do you, because I find myself now from doing this all the time, like I'll see people and like I was at a yoga workshop a couple weeks ago uh, and this woman came in that I know, you know, in the yoga world and Mm -hmm. she had these blue eyes and Mm -hmm. they were, it was a Kundalini workshop. So she had it on all white and and they were popping. And I was just like, your eyes are amazing right now. And then I find myself somebody like, is that okay to say? Like, I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to pick you up, but I, it's, this is my job. I'm a professional observer. Yeah. Your eyes are incredible right now. I wish I had a camera to take their picture. Mm Um, I'm into paying compliments. Um, it also just helps me. Like, why am I going to have this thought and not share such a pleasant thought about someone and not share it with them? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not being creepy about right. it, right? I mean, there's something. Maybe I have some creepy thoughts sometimes that I will keep to myself. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, if I'm, like, if I'm out with someone and I notice something positive or nice, I like to think that I've gotten a lot better with being like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, and it usually opens up a conversation like they're just like, wow, thank you. I'm like, yeah. And that's just something that I've started to do for myself is just to share that because really, listen, I spend a lot of time thinking very negatively about myself and um, any positive affirmations I can get from someone else or give from myself or whatever is helpful. So I'm and I know I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. I talk to a lot of people and we are all alike. We spend a lot of time up here, not here in our hearts. And um, any work we can do to kind of like change that is probably going to help. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to do a little bit better with that. Or even just that weird thing when you see someone, you're like, should I say hi? Go fucking say hello. Right. So what if they think you're weird? Mm-hmm. Just say hi. Start a conversation. <laughs> hey, what's up? You know? Um funny story from um earlier in the year like june-ish um and this gentleman was just on my podcast a couple weeks ago uh osayo sunday i listened to that yes mm-hmm. so got that new space opening up new space awesome. opening up awesome. but we've i know him because he walked in front of my car like he kept showing up on my news feed i'm like i want to photograph this yeah. dude yeah i listened to that very and, cool you know it's like just one of those things that like i found over like Two years ago, I would not have leaned out of my right. car window and been like, hey, man, <laughs> I want to take your picture. But and look now, what has happened. Like, I've got to the point where it's just like, if if there's, like, I used to hold back. Yeah. Like, no, I probably shouldn't do that. And now it's just like, fuck it. Like, no, I want to take his picture. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to take your picture. I'm going to tell you. And not that I'm trying to sell you, mm-hmm. you hiring me. I just wanted to take your picture because I'm a creative yeah. and there's something. And for 
like a, I have this like love hate with the whole artistic work for free thing. No, I hear you. Because it does happen. It does. But I think there's sometimes confusion in it's okay for me to work for free if I want to work for totally, free. Totally, totally. It's not okay for you to ask me yes. to work for free. And that's, I sometimes get like, so I'm a huge Gary Vaynerchuk fan and his like video guy that started him on being like this whole like YouTube star that he is now started for free because he was like, hey, I have this idea. Mm -hmm. I want to do this. So they talk about that a lot and they're like, you should do free work. And I feel that they're like directing businesses mm -hmm. in the wrong you know like think like because there's so much so many businesses that pay attention i fear that the businesses are then thinking oh well you're new you should do this for free which no it shouldn't be that way but it should be like if i want to create something i have to like oh, i have to create it yeah, and if it's for way. you know a fitness professional or whatever that's my choice right you know and I also do I do a lot of like bartering mm -hmm. that I mean yeah let's serve each other how can we make this work if you have something that you know could benefit me and I have this great thing that benefits you let's just do this right, right. I, listen I mean I have this great idea like yeah why are we not like a bartering society mm -hmm. you know but um, that's not how we live and until we do then I'm gonna also work for money um, but yeah, I love it when I am connected with someone and we both have this service mm -hmm. where we can serve each other and exchange like that. I think that is just yeah. fantastic. I think with, if there are any young artists out there listening, um, <laughs> it, with the bartering though, you have to be careful with value For sure, you have services, to know your value. You know? So, mm -hmm. cause I, there have been times where I have bartered with some people. Mm -hmm. And it was great, you know, like they got their product, I got what they were offering. Mm -hmm. But then when I stopped and looked at the value, not that it, I didn't find value in it, just the actual cost that a stranger right. would pay. Right. It's like I could have gotten three sessions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with you yeah, for, for sure. and instead of paying attention from the beginning when I should have just been like, That's okay, this should be three sessions, yes. you know, with yes. you for that one. So, you know, live and learn. But if you are listening out there and you want to barter, make sure that you're actually bartering for, for your, your value. value. Yeah. yeah. And that comes with experience, mm -hmm. confidence, right? All that stuff. Right. Comes and that. I think it, it's one, it is one of those things that, God, I hope that young artists are listening, um, that you have to be aware of. Mm -hmm. You know, like value your work. And the same thing with like giving your, like doing free work. Mm -hmm. Like pick the work that you, like pick the work that you want to do your style, whatever it is, and go make that work. Mm -hmm. And if it is like doing with um, the new CBD store that's in Northern Liberties because you're in the CBDs and mm -hmm. you want to get into that, right. then you go approach them. Right. You know? But when businesses reach Different out Different story. Because they'll be like, oh, you uh, can put our name? I'm like, okay, cool, but why? No, it's <laughs> not, not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and also protecting your brand because when we do that free work, um, I often, not often, I always still have a contract, mm -hmm. right? Because what's going to happen once I give you this image, that's my image that I took, what is it going to look like mm -hmm. after you have the file? Um, that's still my brand, right? So even though it's free, a, a barter or a free piece of work, still 
their rules. Handle it professionally as mm-hmm. you would as if there was an exchange yeah. of money value. Because um, oftentimes when we get into free work and bartering, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, no. Same thing with working with friends mm-hmm. and family. I still use contracts and agreements for that. Same reason. Everything's just clear communication. Yeah. Clear communication. How beautiful is clear, <laughs> open, honest communication? There's no, it's all just right there. And yeah. we're all, so, look, I'm smiling. I'm you are smiling. smiling. As, I'm, as I'm sitting here thinking of, there, there are like probably five instances where I did not do things like that. And I look back at that and I'm like, right. And I was like pulling my hair out Mm -hmm. because, ugh, this is now fucking weird. Yeah. No, we're just going to have an agreement and a contract. It's, uh, well, and it could be, you know, because of the yoga, whatever, intuition stuff. And I'm I'm going to assume that this probably happens, happened to you at least once where you, you get someone calling or emailing that they want something. And, you know, you go through the whole process of, you know, trying to set it up, make it happen. But you have that little voice inside that's just like, "Ah, I should probably let this one go. (laughs) Every time I have that little, the little voice, it's like, you should probably just let this one go. You should probably say, no, thank you. And it's happened, not a lot, but it's happened a couple times. And those sessions have been hell. Oh, my gosh. Like, it should have been like dates like anything joe mm-hmm. listen i've got so much better with listening but there's you know there was a time when i was doing this was like i have to do this because i have to pay that bill and i have to eat mm. and i have to do that but then no well right, right exactly no, but it's, because it's, you made it's the money the... but then it's costing you so right. much more well that's what we learn when yeah. we don't listen to that voice and we're like all right i'll I'll do this then you get sick then Mm. you're not working because you're sick and then oh my god you're all and most likely if i would have just said no to that job i probably would have gotten five other jobs totally totally but yeah like there's a couple of them that i'm just like why joe why didn't you listen to that voice Mm -hmm. listen to that voice and once you get to a place where you have that voice and you have that relationship with that voice spirit whatever we want to call it honor it listen to it mm-hmm. listen to it why are we fighting why are we fighting right why i trust you yet mm-hmm. what is it gonna take but Silly humans. it takes experience right. right is what it takes and just yeah. believing in yourself totally like yeah mm-hmm. i don't like I don't. oh i know that voice <laughs> i know you all right and then with enough times if we just have that blind faith until it becomes more of a tangible faith we're good mm-hmm. like yeah i'm good I'm already booked that day. Thank you so much. I'm already booked that day. Yeah. And you know, sometimes in those cases, I may reach out to an associate of mine and be transparent. Like, hey, this wasn't for me. This is why would you like me to? Mm-hmm. But let me be, because I value my associates, right? And I would never want to pass on a job that I feel funky about without letting them know, like, you want this? I felt real funky about this. But like, yeah. if you're into the funk, mm-hmm. you have all the funk, right? right. And then... Let them decide mm-hmm. if they would like me to share some info. But yeah, there's been a couple times. And I'm not just talking those like spam things, right? Like I'm talking like <laughs> real deal. Like, yeah, we want to give you a couple grand to do this job. And I'm just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. This is going to bring me a couple grand, but this is going to exhaust me, deplete me. Not like my bank account is going to like level up, but like the other accounts. Right. My soul is gonna start hurting. Account, my <laughs> emotional account, my mental account. 
I'm gonna start acting like an asshole. Mm-hmm. So no, right? Like I can't. And you're right. What would ha- what happens? Like we say no because it wasn't the right thing for us. And like maybe not right away, but somewhere down the line that balances out. And like the sky opens and right. it rains down on me, <laughs> right? And I'm dancing in the rain. My hair's not even getting messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's like having the faith in uh, in the universe. Please. Like it's like that. That's the test, you know. Like, mm-hmm. can you say no, mm-hmm. knowing that something greater is going to come? Right. Yeah, and it's funny. This morning, I had this moment in my car. I'm having some moments. I'm in this that place you ever do come to places you probably do um when you just know and i'm I'm just gonna you know i'm talking about whatever we choose as our spirit what i'm just gonna say god because it's just what i'm gonna Mm -hmm. say when you know you're just being worked you are just being worked and i started being worked (laughs) i probably started being worked before i knew i was being worked right that's usually how it happens i just know right now i'm being worked and um I've been here a couple times, enough times to know, oh, you're being worked, and it's okay, right? You just got to stay in that posture, Um, and the work is staying in that posture and not retreating, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Just remaining ready, and I had this moment in my car today when I just, and it comes back to when it was blind faith to the place between existing between blind faith and tangible experience, like, evidence evidence really and i just knew um that i could like see the landscape of what's to come mm-hmm. right and i can't when i say see i no longer am speaking about um seeing it with my eyes when i say see it i'm speaking of feeling it um and i just know it's greater and i just gotta hold on right mm-hmm. and it's so fucking exciting right but it's so still so scary it's still so, it's a different scary than it was last year because I have more experience than I did last year with this kind of stuff. But I, yeah, there was this moment in my car driving down with Sahican Avenue today, about to get on Lincoln Drive, and it was almost a tear moment. I don't really cry, right? Um, I, I really wish I could, man. Uh, I cry all the time. Oh, it gets here, and I'm like, no, you stopped that down. Oh, no. But um, we'll get there. My mom would always say, there's nothing like a good cry. Oh, my dad would always say, and why are you just, crying? And that just why stuck Why are you with crying? Me. Don't cry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just having that faith, and can you say no? Mm-hmm. No to whatever. No to whatever, you know? Um, and just hold on, because the greater, the greater, th- it's, co- it's coming. It's mm-hmm. coming. And I know it's coming. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Let's do this. I'm with you. I'm here for it. Um, and it's uncomfortable. And it's um, it's familiar because they've been here, but it is uncomfortable. But the faith is there. So I, I just know that it's that, like, that what's that thing the washing machine does when it, like, twists, agitates you? And, like, mm-hmm. and we talk about that in, like, yoga, too, right? When, like, twisting and, like, burning up inside right mm-hmm. whatever that all is we do that work and those like all that pranayama and things to move your insides to like clean it all out right and that's just what i what it all is right and it's just like so how'd i get all on that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that was a wonderful little tangent so um what happens yes yeah. so we've been chatting for a while we have um, oh shit, we sure shit have. We have, we have. So, Heather, tell everyone where they can find you. Where can they find you? Where are you? 
I How can am... they come look at your work? I mean, I will link it up, but yes. let them know where you are. Instagram is at Heather three underscore Sizemore. And my website is www.hlsphotography.com. And I'm just on Facebook as Heather Sizemore. I just gave up on a Facebook page. Yeah, it's so... Yeah, I just, I just, listen, sure, sure, maybe I have one, but like, I just don't have the uh, motivation to manage all that Right. Um, And I I believe that you said this winter there was going to be some more blogging happening, and I'm totally just, I'm just totally just pushing your buttons. Oh my gosh, did I commit to you to that too? Because there is the event coordinator at like the Duport Tie House Mm -hmm. that I was like, I'm committing. Um, So yeah, so we're going to, yes. Joe, I will be blogging this winter. Mm-hmm. I have so much blogging to do. <laughs> I will. But listen, I'm going to tell you that I saw some something. Mm-hmm. I saw like some headline that was like, you know, bloggings are blogging is out now. And I was like, yeah, I don't got to do it, <laughs> right? But no, I blogging has and this is not an exa- I'm a very dramatic person. A lot less than I have been in the past, but I'm a very dramatic person. I'm saying this with zero dramatics. Blogging has literally been on my list of things to do sitting on my desk for three years now. And I did it. Mm-hmm. I think I got two blog posts up. Sure. <laughs> the last one's from like 2015, <laughs> right? It was old. I looked today. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> The photos look great. It's probably Adrian and Jay's wedding. Um, Oh my gosh. They're now living in LA. So things have definitely progressed. Yeah, I'm due. I'm due. But that's important because my work has totally changed. I have changed, Mm -hmm. right? And it's just a good way to keep the content going onto your website for, sure. for and like, listen, all of those silly it's algorithms. Fear. It's fear that I'm not blogging. I don't know how to do it. I'm not a good writer. Everyone's better than me. Fuck all that shit. Well, yeah, you're a photographer because I'm this. I hate and blogging. You writing. need content. I hate writing. You need content. But throw some pictures, little caption. Yeah, and you're listen. Good to go. The other thing is, I can get some help with this. Mm. I have, I know so many wonderful people who are more than willing to help me. That will help me write something. You know, my best friend is like an editor. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm surrounded by people that just want to see me progress. Hi, I need some help. Like it's all I gotta do, and they'll be like, "Hey, let's do this." So be on the lookout for Heather's blog coming at you. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm horrible with blogging as well. You know, I'm, I'm well, just, we can get better. Um, yeah. And there's sometimes I'm just like, what? What do I want to say? Mm-hmm. Do I have anything to say? I've also found that I've stopped sharing a lot of my work as well. You know, like back in the day, I would like make a whole Facebook, like we would do a shoot and you would have a whole Facebook gallery. Right. You know, maybe with only like four or five pictures, but But still still there was, there was something out there. And then I just, like, I just kind of stopped doing that. Mm Mm-hmm. Mostly on Facebook because I don't think any, anyone sees anything. Um, and Instagram, I just feel like, oh, well, well one shot is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have like however many other from the shoot to share out over the next yeah. however many years. Uh, but it kind of shifted in that way. And then there's times where like, shit, I didn't share anything from that shoot. I probably mm-hmm. should have. Um, but sometimes, like, I wonder, like, what, is, anyone, is anyone paying attention? Is I'm this, paying attention. Is, <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, it's one of those things, like, where, where where am I putting my time, and is it actually, right? you know? Yeah, and I get caught up because, listen, 
I love photography, right? I'm, I love photography, but I love yoga and mm-hmm. I love wellness. And, I and love you teach yoga. I do. We didn't touch that. So I, I'm often like, oh, where am I going, right? Where am I going? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? And I, I'm wait like, I mean, listen, we're always, always going somewhere, right? Um, and I wonder, like, and it's oh, it's just the talking in my head that says you can't do it, you can't do both, you can't do that together. Yes, I can. Oh, totally. Yes, I can. You know. <laughs> so yes, I do teach yoga. Um, I teach a therapeutic dance class to seniors, and I can't like. I love that as much as I'm when I'm when I talked about those moments photographing. Oh, same, people, same. I love that just as much, and mm-hmm. I want to do it all. And um, so for now, I do it all. You know. Yeah. And I want to keep exploring all of that. Mm-hmm. I put more energy into photography right now, but I have this thing inside of me that's like, mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. that's all it sounds like right now. Mm. <laughs> so that's been coming up for me a lot more. Um, so I just continue to study. I continue to study yoga and I continue to just keep talking to people because, you know, we have conversations and that open. And I just spoke with someone today about how you never know where that next, like, step is coming. Like, talking to someone, oh, well, I need someone to do this at my center or something like mm-hmm. that, you know. So just staying open, remaining in that posture of openness and of being available and ready and being ready. Because I can't, I can't even really, like it happened yet. I was teaching a class yesterday and um, the conversations after the classes are really why I teach, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then when I'm teaching seniors, the magic that happens, they're so happy to be moving. They're so happy to be moving. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm so happy to be a part of that, you know. And uh, when something feels that good and that right, and I see it feel that good and that right for them. I want to do more of that, you know. So, and that started from a photography job, the seniors thing. Ah. Go fucking figure. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like, you oh yeah, you never, know. you never know. And I wasn't gonna teach yoga. Mm-hmm. Shiva Das kept saying like, "When are you gonna be teaching?" I'm like, mm, "Get off my back! I don't want to teach." Yeah, Shiva Das. Shanti on my own time, dude. <laughs> Yeah. And here we are. Mm-hmm. Here we are. So it's I think it's a nice balance though, photography and teaching yoga. Yeah. I for now I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's working well. Yeah. So yeah. Sweet. Well thank you so much for taking thank the time you. to come and chat in the <laughs> kitchen like with me. Say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was a lot of fun. Uh, if you are listening, go check out all of Heather's stuff. I will link you up below and thank you all for listening 